0: That's
1: right. It's time for the weekly review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, join the club. And hopefully this podcast <laughs> will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey and with me as always is my good friend and co-host Gene McDonald. Hi Gene, how are you doing today and have you done your weekly review?
2: Hi James, I am doing okay today and I have not done my weekly review. What about you?
1: Um I am doing okay today and I also have not done my weekly review and um yeah, since I started a contracting gig, the then the weekly review gets bumped to the weekends, and then it I'm not in the habit of doing thing them on the weekends, so they it doesn't get done. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been uh, where I'm at for the last well since a little before Thanksgiving. I think I managed to get one in somewhere around there, but we're coming up to the end of the year, and I. Uh, We'll definitely want to get one done before the end of the year um, to go into the new year with a a newly reviewed list of projects and next actions. Um, And now it's time for, um, since we both did so well on our weekly reviews this week, now it's time to check in and see how we did with our weekly to-dos.
0: The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working
1: through the weekly to do. Um, how how did it go, Gene?
0: I,
2: I need to to be more strict with myself about what is a weekly to do and what is just an ongoing project <laughs> 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 because I've been, you know, moving this project of email uh, forward. And tiny, tiny steps. And I would, it, I just need to do that. For, the, for me, the weekly to do is to be able to say, yeah, there's a thing, usually something that maybe I put off or, you know, has been postponed too many times. And I'm just like putting a stake in the ground and saying, okay, by next week, this will be done. And You know, were I to do that consistently, 52 of those things would have been done, you know, within Mm -hmm. a year. And instead, I have been like saying, oh, I'm going to do this one little step in what is a much bigger project. So I'm going to say, no, (laughs) I did not do my weekly to-do this week, which, um, and I need to think of a better one for next week. And I don't even have an idea right this moment.
1: I see. And um, that's okay, but you, yeah. That even a small step forward, though, is a step forward. It's true important to to note that, um, as opposed to six months going by and like nothing moved forward on something, um, mm-hmm. it's definitely preferable to have a little movement. Um, and after nearly a month, I am proud to announce that <laughs> my insurance. Proof of insurance, piece of paper has made it all the way from the printer to my glove compartment.
2: <laughs> Woohoo!
1: So that is um, thrilling news. Um, <laughs> well, I can it'll now... Be...
2: <laughs> it'll be thrilling if you ever get pulled over. And
1: <laughs> exactly. You'll say,
2: like, thank goodness I didn't uh, put that off forever.
1: And um, they, they happen to be, like, six every 6 months that that I need mm-hmm. to do that and it just works out that I don't know why I think it's because I just happened to get it at the end of June one year that the the cutover date is December 25th oh. um so christmas is when I go from my old term of the policy to the new term of the policy and usually I'm in New Jersey At the cutover, so it doesn't almost even matter until January if I do it most years, but this year, of course, I'm staying in California um, to not travel and spread or catch anything. Um, So it actually does does matter a little bit more. So glad to have that finished. Um, My next weekly to do, well, I have uh, a few things I need to. I think at this point FedEx to New Jersey, um, car- just <laughs> cards mostly. Um, yeah, gifts have already been kind of sent, but uh, but I do need to do some cards. Um, so I think that is my weekly to do, and it's the kind of weekly to do that if you don't get it done, it becomes a moot point. <laughs> um. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, that's a good. Um- A good one. I mean, by the time this episode is published, you know, people will be hitting the the do or die uh, (laughs) drop dead deadline of shipping things for Christmas. And uh, so hopefully everybody's done that already. Mm -hmm. Um, In our family, we're doing a secret Santa, uh, which I have to say is one of my most brilliant uh suggestions ever as of a few years ago. It was just, you know, we're we're four siblings plus spouses and kids and, you know, grandparents and it just I I don't know, we always used to buy presents for the kids, but people would buy presents for each other and it would just get get to be a lot of stuff. And one year I said, what if we just do Secret Santa? Then we don't have to do a lot of shopping, you know, at mm-hmm. least those of and we we could just focus on one thing and plus none of us needs a lot of presents. And so, so it really has made it more fun. And uh, I have, I already got my present for my secret Santa who secret, or I am the secret Santa of a person in the family who I will not name in the very, very remote chance that they ever listened to this podcast. (laughs) Um, But I feel like I got them a, really perfect present it came like days ago and i think for my weekly to-do wrapping my secret santa gift is my <laughs> weekly to-do for next week it'll be holiday appropriate
1: absolutely right. that sounds right. great.
2: christmas is
1: coming up right <laughs> I, it is as far as i know it has not been canceled this year <laughs> um uh excellent so i think we will both have uh weekly to-dos that are achievable. Yeah. They're smart goals. <laughs> I, mean, I think they check all the boxes on that, right. uh, on that acronym.
2: Measurable. It's achievable.
1: Measurable. Uh, timely. Yeah. And, uh, I, yes, I forget what that was for. <laughs> Surmountable. Um, I don't yeah. think that's it. Yeah. Um, All right, well, what I was thinking we might talk about today is, um, um, well, this year we've done a number of episodes about habits, and I think both of us have done some focusing on trying to build habits, Um, and one point that I was kind of bringing up is, uh, or thinking about is tracking habits, Mm -hmm. because... like I've been trying to track them in OmniFocus um, when it's really not quite designed to do that. Um, and then if you just go on the App Store, there are dozens upon dozens of habit tracking apps. Um, but what occurred to me as um, – and, and actually I'm in the midst of now reading Good Habits, Bad Habits, which oh, you, you had read. Um, yeah. And um, – is I think sometimes we forget this notion that the the real purpose of a habit is to be something that you don't think about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's kind of this uh, unconscious or subconscious, I don't know which conscious, not directly (laughs) cognitive thinking about it thing that happens. Um, Whereas if it's in my daily reminder list, then in a sense, I am thinking about it, or if I'm checking it off every time. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, what I found is that there are some things that I do them regularly, and I don't need the alert to come up. Um, the dance party is one example, but like I take some uh, medicine every day, and I have kind of this ritual where the, the pill bottles come out, and they're sitting on the counter, and then once... I take them; they go away. So then I mm-hmm. don't have to check off something. It's just kind of the position of something um, mm-hmm. that reminds me. Or when I see the neighbors all have their garbage cans out, that's my <laughs> reminder to put my garbage cans out. Um, yeah. So I don't necessarily need something popping up on the on my screen saying, "Oh, it's time to do this." Um, and so it struck me that a lot of these apps, like calling them a habit tracker, at a certain point, you kind of want to not need that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was thinking that really they're better called habit trainers because they're there to help you get into a habit. But once you have it, you don't necessarily need to track it anymore. That's kind of the whole point of establishing a habit in the first place is that it just happens. And I didn't know yeah. what your thoughts were about that.
2: No, I definitely agree with that. First of all, you know, I I really rebel, at least my, you know, my subconscious or some part of me rebels against too many uh, reminders or requirements during a day. You know, so if I had to put everything and check everything off that I'm supposed to be doing, I'd probably stop doing some of them. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh I definitely, you know, I I have mentioned before that I use do to remind me about certain things that for whatever reason they're not a habit they might slip my mind um actually garbage and recycling is one for me because some days i don't actually step outside (laughs) the front yard so i don't see the rest of the um the bins that are out so that's that that trick won't work for me um and uh Also, certain podcast postings, you know, like once we've recorded them, sometimes they're a bit out of sight, out of mind, and I want something that says, don't forget you're posting this today. Mm -hmm. But I I I can only have three uh, things that pop up like that. If I have four, then I don't do any of them. Or, well, I mean, that's not true, but I I I don't want to do any of them. So with a habit tracker, I have tried them before, you know, and it's it's definitely um, enticing to think, oh, let me put all these like, wonderful things that I've been meaning to establish on this list. And then I'll just check them off every day. And I'll get that reinforcement and reminder. And that'll be great. But again, after a few days, if it's more than a couple, it just feels you know oppressive (laughs) to me so and every not everybody's the same way i mean i know people who track everything you know Mm -hmm. everything and that's great they they like doing that and they do it and they have no problem you know they don't have almost don't have to remind themselves but uh but i'm i'm less of a, a tracker like that and so one year uh I got a for a little birthday present from a friend of mine who is a martial arts artist uh you know uh like a a teacher of martial arts he gave me a little thing that's it's a Japanese tool called a daruma and it is like a little head <laughs> like a little uh it's not uh, ceramic exactly it's probably like in in the, you know, paper mache, like, uh, family of materials, but so something that's not very uh, delicate, and that you could write on, and it's a, but it's a head, um, looks like some kind of warrior face and costume, but the eyes are blank white eyes. And he said to me, here's what you do, you, you draw in one of the eyes, when you start um, a new habit, and then When you've done, I forget how many days you said, you know, and the habits established, you draw on the other one. So I, of course, had that sitting around for a good couple of years because I would always be like, which habit should I use this on? I don't want to use it for something dumb. But uh, one year when I was decluttering, I'm like, use it or lose it. And the Jeruma, I said, okay, how about teeth flossing? You know, something I do, but not enough, you know, I don't, I don't follow the recommended schedule every day. So I did that. And so the idea is he's got your eye on you. He's got his eye on you. And, and I just had it on the, the, like the windowsill in my bathroom. And I did do it. And I, um, it happened, I know when it was, because it was shortly before I decided to go for a seven day's Training program um, in iOS programming at the Big Nerd Ranch, and so by the time I got to Big Nerd Ranch, one I was really good at flossing. <laughs> <laughs> I also finished the whole Objective C uh, tr- uh, manual, which was, uh, you know, I felt that that was a that was a triumph in itself. But uh, I thought, um, as you work at Big Nerd Ranch, it's nice. If you have some ideas of your own to work on, other people were already like professional programmers. I was doing it for the um, you know benefit of learning how to teach iOS to um, teenagers for app camp for girls. And I had this idea um, based on that experience of what would happen if I had an app that all all it did is like you it opened, you tapped it and it went away. And it just you, it was a habit app, but it only had one habit in it. It could only have one habit in it, <laughs> and you would. Uh, I was calling it, you know, habit focus, and uh, so I worked on that a little bit. I actually got like a very clunky couple of pages, a uh, couple of screens uh, designed and working, which was kind of fun. But I've never gone back to work on the app, but I have. Since then, like when I'm like I need a habit, say of you know walking every day or um, drinking x amount of water. The that's the habit I'm working on. The other habits, you know, if if I manage to do other good things in the meantime, that's great. But one focused habit. So so yeah, I, I do feel like the tracking. It, for me, I mean, it's so personal. Everybody has a different uh, um, comfort zone and a different needs and, you know, what makes them happy when they're doing whatever kind of self-improvement in their lives. And uh, so I think that's why there's so many habit-tracking apps, actually.
1: And, and also because um, out of the, the whole world of things you could write an app about, it's also not it's it's not the most difficult thing to write <laughs> not saying that they're not it's not a difficult thing to write but like a an app that like lets you edit like raw photography and so like it's kind of right. a to do de- that it's kind of a to-do app which is also kind of the classic thing to write when you're getting started so it's also a good a good early app to write so I think that also might Mm. explain why we see a lot of them Um, and also everybody likes to do them in their own their own special way I have thought about doing my own (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's true Um, the other thing I was thinking as I was reading the first couple of chapters of good habits bad habits is like, this notion that, um, like, it occurred to me that, like, not all parts of a habit might be automatic, but some of them might be. hmm So, for instance, um, like, cleaning the litter box. Right. Which, Dexter, he is very thankful for when I do that for him, um... And typically, I do it every day. And then lately, I've been a little out of the hat. Like, I haven't done it every single day. Um, but the last time I did it, I realized later, I was like, did I put the bag into the trash? Like, did I walk it outside and put it in the garbage can, the trash mm-hmm. can? And I did. It's just I had no conscious recollection of doing it. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm finding is like there are a number of things where, uh, once I get rolling, it mm-hmm. is very automatic. Like my mind is off somewhere else. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. It, you know, the everything, it just kind of like just goes like, like a habit should, right? Where your conscious mind is not particularly involved in what you're doing, but it, the thing gets done. But that the, the trigger, the cue is to get going. Something in the last few months has changed. And I don't know what, where I don't do it. And it might be because it's still dark. Yeah. And it's kind of tough for me. Like I'm finding that like, if I wake up and I do wake up kind of early, like somewhere between five and 6am is when I just wake up. Um, If it's still dark out, it's tough for me to do like some morning tasks that during the summer I seem to do right away when I wake up. Um, So it's it's sort of been interesting in reading that book to just start dissecting like are there – even if something doesn't happen automatically all the time, have I – like is this something where parts of it are a habit? and kind of I can do without mm-hmm. really even thinking. But parts of it I might need to kind of focus on how can I make it a better cue or make it easier for me to to make it happen to start. Mm-hmm. But then once I start, like, then I know it's going to kind of go through to fruition. And honestly, the dance party is another example of that because once I dance through one song, it's very, like, I'm usually, okay, I could do another song that could do it mm-hmm. like it's it it kind of just sort of happens. So um I think this I'm going to call this the year of the habit um yeah. cuz it's Wait. been it's been something that I have not focused on very much. Um yet it seems like a very like an incredibly powerful way of having you do things that kind of align with your goals um without you really thinking a lot about it. Yeah. Um because I have to say it hasn't like it's now been over twelve weeks of dance party and it hasn't taken a lot of willpower to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the key of the of the habit is to establish something where you just do it not to bring Nike into this <laughs> where where it's something that it's an action you take, but you're not making yourself do it. you're not shooting yourself into do right. you're it. Not it. just kind
2: of you know, well, what if I don't do it? like it doesn't it, that takes energy and psychic you know cost to making a decision. Uh, right.
1: Or – and then once you're in the middle of a workout, right, do I want to finish this? Maybe I'll cut this one short. Maybe I'll – but it's been <laughs> pretty natural to do. Um, So that's been uh, an interesting experience. And I'm finding that the cognitive piece of it is still like the getting rolling. Yeah. That piece. Yeah. But once I get started <laughs> – then usually it's it's pretty easy, and it is a little habit. Most things do end up being habitual. So, um, working on kind of the cue and the craving and the reward pieces um, of a habit um, are the the good the good pieces, right? Those are the pieces. <laughs> kind of, if the middle part just kind of goes, and the getting started is where you have that sticking point kind of focusing on what things you could do to ease that process and make it a stronger craving, make it a more rewarding task. Um, that seems to be the uh, a good place to put kind of some creative mental efforts to try to alter your environment a little bit to get those habits rolling in an mm-hmm. even stronger way where it's almost like you just, that's the music comes on, you dance. Oh, mm-hmm. the besides seeing the neighbors cans mm-hmm. out, the one that even gets me, that's an even more strong cue is I forgot to put it out in the evening. And at six 30 in the morning, <laughs> I hear the garbage truck yeah. <laughs> and it just so happens that the other side of the street, it passes by there first, like mm-hmm. almost always. Occasionally, they change it up. And it's usually <laughs> a good 20 to 30 minutes before they make it back to my side of the street. So I hear it, and my adrenaline immediately goes, oh, crap. And then I'm <laughs> running around. And, like, it. it's amazing how much of a trigger that is to, like, a cue yeah. to, and an urgency to, oh, I got to get that out. So, um that also is kind of a backup um, cue for the for that habit.
2: Oh, well, that's funny! Wow, yeah, I think uh, I'm glad you're reading that book, and I, I've been thinking about rereading it myself. I thought there were some, you know, insights in there that really clicked for me, and in order to reinforce them, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to. You know, review, review the book, uh, Good Habits, Bad Habits, by Wendy Wood. Is that the name of the author?
1: Uh, yes, I think that is. Uh, and we'll post a link uh, with this episode. Um, and also I'll post a link to a blog post I did kind of talking a little bit more about uh, my evolving uh, fitness habit. Um, yeah, yeah because it, it kind of touches on some of the, the things we talked about in this episode. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm finding the focus on kind of building habits is a very different way of looking at things. It's almost the antithesis. Well, no, it's not the antithesis. I'm finding it very complementary to getting things done, which is all about – you're like literally your cognitive driving of getting things accomplished as opposed to habits, which are trying very much to not think about things and have them get done, <laughs> which is that's the best kind, right? You yeah. just I didn't I didn't even notice and all this stuff happened.
2: Yeah, Yeah, no, that's true.
1: Well, um, I don't know if you have anything else for this episode.
2: No, I think I'm, I'm good on this one, but thanks again, uh, for, for bringing up habits because it's, it is a fascinating topic and something that, um, I plan to continue to work on.
1: Uh, you're very welcome and me as well. Um, Well, in that case, let's uh, wrap up this episode so we can all get back to getting things done, building habits, and not thinking about what we're doing. Um, (laughs) um, You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. micro.blog blog and Twitter we are at the weekly review. Um, and of course you can always email us at say hello at the And if you have any tips, tricks, life hacks about how you have had success in forming habits or success in getting away from bad habits, we'd love to hear from you at any of those points of contact also it'd be great if you'd rate or review the podcast it helps us find new listeners helps new listeners find us and it always makes us smile to hear from you in th- or through any means or mechanism um like you know if you want to send like a skywriter, or one of those planes that tow <laughs> a banner it says weekly review two stars yeah. That even two stars, <laughs> we would we would love to see that in two the sky. stars. In
2: skywriting, yeah. That would be okay. Um
1: all right. Um Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review.
0: Thanks. You got some things you want to get done, and still enjoy a bit of organizational fun. There's a lot of things you